Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 50. I am your host, Avdi Grimm, and joining me today is Sean Utsi of Terra9. Sean, thank you for, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Avdi. Sean, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and the group you work with? Well, uh, like Avdi said, my name is Sean Yotzi. Um, I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and the team I work on with, in, with Terra 9 Technology Solutions is based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, like I said, I live in Pittsburgh. So, um, and we have a, a team that's actually really diverse and dispersed. Um, we have a core team that's in Chattanooga that is four or five, four or five, uh, guys and gals that are on the team there. Then we have, you know, a couple guys from Texas, a guy from Florida, a couple guys from Utah. And, um, you know, we're all working together, uh, you know, working on some Ruby projects, uh, for Terra 9 and their customers. And, um, and it, it's a cool experience. It's, you know, this is the first position I've had, uh, working remotely. So it's, um, you know, it's kind of a new thing for me and, and getting up to speed and, and working with various technologies to do it and, and, uh, I, I've, I've been learning a lot, um, about how to do things better. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I think that's, you know, anytime you can learn how to do something better, you've, you've, you've succeeded in the day, um, you know, for what you're doing. Um, if I can be a better developer tomorrow from what I've learned today, then I've, uh, done a good thing. So tell me why you are working remotely. Was that, it was just a matter of, the the company that you found to work with was not located uh where you are or how did that happen well um like i said i live in the pittsburgh area i actually live southeast of pittsburgh mm-hmm. and um for me to get to work every day downtown pittsburgh um well uh, let's put it this way if i go there on a if i want to go downtown on a saturday and i leave my house i'll be there in 30 minutes um on, on, if I wanted to get there during, during the day, during the week, I'm an hour and a half drive just to get, get to where I went to work. And I've been doing that for 14 years and it was exhausting. And every time I would get a new contract or a new position, it would be somewhere else in Pittsburgh. It would either, you know, add or take away minutes of my time. And, and, um, and my biggest decision maker to, to find a job that would allow me to work from home was uh, my children. I have five kids, um, you know, as you do, Ati, and mm-hmm. I wanted to spend more time with them. And I realized that every job I got that sent me further away, um, whether it be on the north side of Pittsburgh or downtown or wherever, I was losing so much time, um, not just in the travel and you know and the time spent at work. But in the stress and the, the, just the pressure that came along with, with the drive, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing three extra hours a day that I could be spending with my kids. 
Yeah. Um, and that was the big decision maker for me on, on where to go. Um, a couple of years ago, I had gotten contact with Terra nine. Um, they, they had actually contacted me from a posting on monster or wherever, you know, from my resume somewhere. And, um, and I started talking to them and, and I went, to, they brought me down. I interviewed with them and I didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a horrible interview. I flew down, interviewed the same day. Oh. And it's like my brain was just shutting down in the middle of the interview. Um, and they, they have a pretty torturous interview process, but it's, it's, it's a, you know, but it, it really, it makes sure that you're a good technical fit, a good personality fit for the team. Mm-hmm. And it, it really levels, levels things out and they get good people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not complaining about the torturous interview. I went through it twice. So I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but whenever I came back, it made me realize, Hey, there are areas in my, in what I know that I have gaps. So it really got me to a point where it's like, okay, I got I got to get better at what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I, not that I was bad, just I need to get better. And so I started focusing on, you know, learning, you know, design patterns or whatnot better. Mm-hmm. So that whenever I go into that next interview and they ask me the same types of questions, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to stumble over it. I don't have to worry about being brain dead from, uh, you know, an eight hour flight. Right. I can just go in and do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in doing that, I came back to Pittsburgh, got a couple more jobs up on the north side, made good money, was stressed more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a call from Terra Nine again. Hmm. Like, okay, it's it's been a couple of years, and and I really like the company. It was one of those companies. Like, if they call me again, I'm I'm going to go back there. I want to get in there, and um, you know, so they called me. I set up the interview, um, and three day, three work days before the interview, I got laid off at the job I was at. Hmm. So, knowing that I had the, the the interview on Monday and it's Thursday, I I, I go to my coworkers and I'm like, "Don't worry about me. I'll have a job by the end of the next week." Nice. And they're like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't worry about me." <laughs> so I fly down, fly down to Chattanooga on Monday. I interview. Um, the interview went really well, came back, you know, you'll find out by the end of the week. Okay. So Wednesday comes, you know, actually they said you'll find out by Wednesday. Wednesday comes, I called, you know, the recruiter and like, hey, uh, anything yet? No, one of the, one of the bosses has a family emergency, so he's not going to be in. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I interviewed for another company in Pittsburgh at the same time because, you know, hey, I have five yeah. kids. I want to make sure they have food. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I had that interview on Thursday. Um, Thursday afternoon, I had the job offer, and I started on Monday. Nice. Yeah. So I still had the job by the end of the week. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I wasn't made out to be a liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just was, just wasn't where I thought it would be. Right. Um, but at the end of the next week, I got a call from Terra Nine offering me the position, and um, and it was the smartest decision I've ever made. Um, I actually took less money to work there, mm-hmm. um, but I have a net gain because, you know, whereas I was filling my car up 
twice a week to drive downtown Pittsburgh. I'm filling up maybe once a month now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> which is a more and more these days. Yeah, which you know with with you know what is it 389 a gallon or whatever it is yeah. now. You know, hey, you know what? I'm I'm making money. If it were a, if it were a buck 20 a gallon, I I'll be losing, but you know, at $4 a gallon, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so that that was my you know, the long, the long way of saying, you know, I, I decided to take a job working remote for, uh, for my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and three really, hours, three hours of, of commuting. I mean, that's, that's a big torture. deal. It's torture. It's not, it's, it's you know, beyond just, just being a miserable experience, you know, three hours a day is the difference between, for instance, having a side project and not having a side project. Right. And there were no side projects. There couldn't yeah. be. Um, you know, there are currently no side projects because, you know, I'm in the middle of learning, mm. um, learning Ruby, Emacs, Tmux, and every other thing that I'm trying to learn right now. So it's like any, anything I try to do outside of work is just to figure out how to get up to speed with new languages and whatnot. Right. Um, but yeah, there, there was no, there was nothing on a side pro- project because I came home, I would get home at six o'clock, six thirty, um, have a little bit of, Decompression, decompression time, eat dinner, um, play with my kids for an hour and they're off to bed and I'm off to bed and it's like, you know, there's, there was no time for, you know, life. Yeah. It was work and, you know, okay, a little bit, a little bit of time with my kids because every little bit I could get, I could, I, I tried to grab, but mm-hmm. it just, there wasn't a lot there. So, um, you might have already told me this, um, but, can you tell me a little bit about the distribution, the full distribution of Terra 9? Like, um, are, is there a, are there a bunch of people that are at a central hub or are there a bunch of people scattered about? What's the makeup? Yes. <laughs> uh, both. They're, they do have a corporate office in, corporate office in Chattanooga and, um, that's where most of the employees are. Um, but a few years ago they, they decided to start bringing in more remote workers, uh, primarily because you know, Chattanooga is a small area, mm-hmm. um, and they have very talented people, uh, and they have a couple companies, and, and especially they, they start out really more focused on .NET, you know, type technologies. Um, so between Java and .NET, and there are a couple other big companies down there, Unum and you know the Tennessee Valley Authority, uh, are the, probably the two biggest that you know hire out of the same pool of workers they do. And realizing that, yeah, they're, they're competing with some big people. Um, and they need talent. And they s- decided to start reaching out other, other places. At first it was, you know, more, you know, the QA guys who could be remote. So they hired a few QA guys that, that were the main remote guys. Um, and then it got to the point where they started hiring developers, uh, remote as well. So that, that was really whenever I came in. Um, whenever I originally interviewed there a couple years ago, it was, you know, with the intention that they would move me down, uh, to Chattanooga. And, um, and truthfully, if, if it wouldn't have been for the timing this time, um, I probably would have moved down this time. Um, but the interview happened two days after I closed. Oh yeah, by the way, the Wednesday before I was laid off on Thursday, I, we closed on a house. Mm. So, which is all the more important reason why, you know, okay, I really need a job. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so Wednesday we, we closed on a house. Thursday was laid off. Uh, Monday I interviewed with Terra 9. Thursday I had a, had the job offer from the other company. So it all worked out. And, um, 
if I wouldn't have just closed on the house, uh, we probably would have moved down because we love the Chattanooga area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I absolutely love Chattanooga. It's just gorgeous and a cool little place to be. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get a chance to go to Chattanooga, take up the opportunity. It's cool. I will. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever been down there. I was actually born in Tennessee, but, um, Oh, okay. But yeah, cause you know, the fact that you can go up on top of Lookout Mountain and see seven states. Oh, wow. It, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just cool. So talk to me about your day to day work experience. Um, okay. do you work closely with, with your other teammates or, or not so close? Uh, very close. Um, in our day to day, I mean, you're going a little bit of the technology, what we're doing. Uh, we have a go to meeting that we have running all day. So all of our developers and our, our get on this, get on the go to meeting and we're pair, you know, we, we have our stand up in the morning, you know, very agile shop. So we, we have our stand up in the morning where everybody just gets on the go to meeting and, um, sadly we can only put six videos on, but you know, everybody talks, they do their thing and we go off, you know, and we pair up. And we switch from go to meeting to, to Skype. So a pair will get on, you know, a Skype call with each other and, and bring up, you know, our, you know, Tmux and Emacs window and just go to town coding. And, um, with that being, you know, with it being that way, it's really easy to, you know, still stay in communication where we're pair programming remotely uh, with a technology that is instantaneous. You know, so there's no lag in what we're doing most of the time. Uh, from what, you know, if I'm typing, you know, you know, one of the guys in Utah, we'll see it happen real time. Nice. Um, you know, whenever we were in the .NET world, whenever I was, you know, doing the pairing with, trying to do pairing in .NET, um, when we first started out, there wasn't a lot of pairing because trying to do so with TeamViewer or something else, was just so painful. It made mm-hmm. something that was already, it's already slow, slower. And there were times where I would be typing a line and my cursor would leave the whole screen. I'm like, why does it take me five minutes to type out one line of code? Oh, <laughs> I, I had to refocus on it five times. And that might have been more with, you know, with the way that things are set up on my, uh, on my Mac, but, um, it was it was just painful, so we didn't do a lot of pairing because of it. Um, you know, if somebody was having a problem, we would jump on TeamViewer and look at what they were doing and give them advice and help them through it. But largely, it was you know we were a dispersed team of silo developers working mm-hmm. on the same project, and um, and we didn't really get a lot of interaction between um, you know in, in, as far as working and coding. You know, we we wanted to be an agile shop, we wanted to be an extreme programming shop, but the technology was limiting us. Yeah. When our team made the jump over to uh, to the Ruby project that we're now on, um, we were given tools that were better. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so just to go over those um, in a little more detail, uh, sure. what are you using? Well, we're using uh, Tmux for our multiplexing. So it's a terminal multiplexer, which allows us to put um, you know Bash windows and Emacs or Vim. We're using Max, but you could put Vim up in there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a multiplexer, so we're sharing the same screen. Um, you know, we're using, um, the, the Amazon cloud as a development server, so we're all, we're SSHing into this machine and. Okay, and so you have that. a, you have a cloud hosted dev machine and then yes. you're both SSHing into the same. So you're not, you're not SSHing into, 
uh, into one of your like uh, local machines. No, and, and and even though we could, mm-hmm. um, it, it's easier, you know, it's easier sharing. Okay. Um, you know, with the cloud machine. Now, are you doing web development? Yes. Okay. If you kind of a technical question, but if if sure. you want to see what the live site that you're working on looks like, mm-hmm. um, how does that work? Well, there's a couple of different ways that, that we do it as as we're developing. Where we'll either bring up an e-links window and just see it in text, or you know we expose you know that's the, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you know when we want to see how how pretty it looks and how it's working with with everything, we'll open up the port. Okay. Um, you know, so we can come in from our local machines with with Chrome or whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, when we're just developing and it's just us, we just bring it up in eLinks. Nice. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's brutally hardcore, um, and fast as anything I've ever seen in my life. Cause, you know, like I said, I'm a .NET guy mm-hmm. being thrown into a Ruby world. And, <laughs> and, um, every day it's like, you know, yeah, you know what I, you know what I miss from Visual Studio? I miss my, miss my code completion, you know, my syntax checking. I miss that. But the speed that ever comes with comes with uh, you know with Emacs and with eLinks and all these other cool technologies that we're just starting to jump into, um, it, it's mind boggling, mind boggling, mind bogglingly fast. <laughs> uh-huh. That word will come out. Eventually. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing because you know I'm used to hitting F5 and waiting a minute and a half to you know for my web page to shoot up. Right you know, now it's like okay, hit it in eLinks. There it is. I guess. I guess as a side benefit, your pages will probably work really well as screen read screen readers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When, once all the graphics are are, are put in completely, because you know we have designers that are working on those, we we don't have them yet. But once we get everything, all the des- design put in there, I'm not sure how that will go. Uh-huh. I, I like I said, I've never used the links before, and the only thing I've used it with is what we've done, which is. A group, a bunch of text boxes and, you know, for test, you know, so mm-hmm. um, but, but eventually it will be all, all, all done out and really nice. We just, we're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, the Ruby project is a new project. So it's, you know, still we're, most of the stuff we're doing is working on the plumbing. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. So, okay. So Tmux, Emacs, um, you're, you're both typing into the same, mm-hmm. uh, you can both type into the same buffer. Um, do you ever, do you ever run into like, um, issues with who's typing right now or, or do you just kind of have, have conventions for, for verbally handing that back and forth? Yeah, we, we have conventions, uh, for handing it back and forth. Um, usually it's like the person who wants to like kind of drive, then, you know, we raise up our hands and say, it's your turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, you know, whatever. Um, we're thinking about, you know, saying tag and, you know, you have the com or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you have the con. You have the con. Um, but, but so far we, we haven't run into a lot of problems. And usually whenever things do happen, it's comical. Um, I think like the first week we were, we were back home because when the project originally kicked off, we all met in Chattanooga and, you know, we were working side by side. So it was really easy because, you know, Hey dude, can I drive, you know? He's standing mm-hmm. next to me. Right. And um 
but when we're working remote, we're actually working on, in, on the cloud, uh, servers. You know, the one day I was trying to, to, uh, detach my session so I could, you know, go do something else. And, um, you know, so in Emacs or, uh, no, it's in Tmux, it's, you know, control J, control, or control J, D to detach. And I was hitting control J, control D, which was doing something completely different. <laughs> and they're like, what in the world's going on? I'm like, sorry, sorry, it was me. I'm trying to detach. I did it again. I did it again. I was like, ah, what are you doing? I was like, okay, I'll just X out. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, then I went and got my book and, oh yeah, there's no control on that D. Uh, so, but it, it's, uh, it's all part of learning, you know, new technologies and new way of doing things. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we brought in a couple, couple Ruby experts who know what they're doing. And, uh, then we have us .NET guys who are transitioning over. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I told my boss last week, whenever I was down in Chattanooga for DevLink, um, I said, you know, this is the hardest thing I've done in my career and it's been worth every minute. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, you know, I'm, I'm learning more and, and it, cause, it, cause it really feels like I'm, you know, junior level again and I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being the senior level guy who's teaching, now I'm, I'm really back in that learning mode and, and all those things that I didn't know to learn whenever I was really a junior, I can intentionally learn now that I, that mm-hmm. I know what, that I know, I know what I don't know. Uh, whereas a junior developer coming in, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So it's easier to say, Hey, uh, Hey David, how do you do this? You know, cause I know this is what I want to do and I can go read the book and I know you know it. You know, oh yeah, da da da. Like, okay, the next time, I may or may not have to ask because you know, <laughs> depends on how long it is. You know, if it's later that day, I don't have to ask him. You know, how I do this key key combination to do whatever. Right. You know, because um, usually that's the problem. It's like, okay, in, in Emacs, how do I do this? Because you know, I don't have a mouse to do it. I am so used to a mouse, and now I'm without a mouse. So <laughs> it's it's, it's right. the challenge. It's the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool because you know one of the things that people cite problems with with distributed teams is the learning aspect you know and just sort of uh, being able to pull in pull in knowledge when everybody's uh, you know when you're not sitting in the same room. Right. Yeah, and I think with that you know having the go to meeting up and having you know Skype and 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 those types of technologies running constantly are in, in important. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be on a distributed team and not have contact with anybody else on the team except through email and you'll lose personal contact. And I think that's, you know, it is the one thing I miss the most about working in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's tempered by the fact that I still get to hang out with these really cool people from all across the country every day. Um, but I do miss that, the human interaction. Um, you know, one of the, one, I think one of the hardest things, you know, I had a, a couple of positions where it's like I've, I've made some insanely good friends. And, uh, you know, now my contact with them is through Twitter instead of going out to lunch with them downtown. Um, and I miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if nothing else, I had friends that I could, could spend time with, even if it was for an hour during lunch. Right. And, and now, you know, for me to, to get downtown to go meet somebody for lunch, it's going to be an hour, an hour drive in the middle of the day, an hour drive back. Where's my hour for lunch? Right. Um, it was spent traveling and I, you know, I, and I'm still missing work because, you know, now there's three hours out of a day 
if I just want to go get lunch with somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, the, that's been the hard part is that just that lack of human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the fact that though that, you know, during lunch I can walk downstairs and, and play with my kids. Um, that, that has been the greatest thing. We homeschool. So my kids are even, you know, they're, they're here now. Um, you know, my wife is, I think, I think right now she's at the orthodontist, but, mm-hmm. um, but my kids are here all day. So whenever I, I want to, you know, whenever I go to lunch, I can spend time with them. As soon as I'm off work, I can go down and I can spend time with them. That's the best. That is the best. And, and that is the reason why I, I, I jumped into a, a remote position. And, um, it was a hard transition at first. I mean, going in the dot net world, I think I would have been going from, you know, you know, having some experience in Ruby coming into, you know, doing what I'm doing now. It would have been a lot easier to transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming from dot net to dot net working remote, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the tools aren't as, yeah. from my perspective, the tool, tools aren't as, you know, um, amenable to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder. And I think that, that goes with the personality of the .NET community. Um, not even the .NET developer, the .NET community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I was just down in DevLink last week, and one of the questions was asked of the speaker panel at the end was, how do you get better how do you sharpen your skills? How do you get better at what you do? And they all went around and they're like, oh, read other people's code. Do this, do that. And finally, one of the, one of the guys was a, was a Ruby guy and he brought up pair programming. And it's like, why wasn't that the first thing said? Because in the .NET community, that is not something that is thought about. Mm-hmm. You, you don't pair. I mean, I mean there, are, there are teams that do. There are, there are a lot of – there are quite a few that do. Um, but the tools that they use – are painful. Yeah. So, you know, and whenever they t- think of pairing, they, they really think, okay, come sit beside me at my computer. They don't think remote pairing. Right. Um, because that's really painful. Um, you know, anytime we'd have to do anything with TeamViewer and .NET, it was just painful. Mm-hmm. Painful, painful, painful. Um, but given the right, t- given the right tools, pairing re- remotely is wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. And, uh, fortunately, you know, you know, this Ruby project has, has given me the opportunity to, to realize, wow, this, this is awesome. And it's, why aren't more people doing it? Why aren't more companies doing it? And, uh, you know, and I, I and even with pair programming, I've discovered it's like, why are more companies not doing this? We are putting out better software faster. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they look at it and go, okay, we're going to have two people working on the exact same thing. Somebody's just going to be sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it couldn't be further from the truth from my experience. It really keeps us focused. It really keeps us targeted on what we're doing. And, um, and we put out better software faster. Um, how much of your day do you spend, uh, pair programming? Uh, probably six of the eight hours. Okay. You know, we spend, you know, cause the first hour we're, we're just kind of ramping up. Then, then we have our, our, uh, stand up, which is nobody really stands up because we're all remote. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, then, you know, the rest of the day we really kind of kick it into gear and, and are, are working together. Um, 
parts of it we're we're not even doing pairs. Parts of it, you know, there's there's been times we've we've had five or six people working on the same thing. Um, oh wow! Just because it's 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 not that we didn't have the work. It's that mm-hmm. okay. Here's here's a pain point that we're all going to be that we're all going to run into. Right. Well, and you're disseminating knowledge when you do that. Right. Yeah. And we're just getting every, everybody gets that knowledge at the same time, and you know, and we do what's called popcorn pairing. You know, so one person will write the test, you know, you know, the failing test. Another person will make the test pass. Another person will refactor. Mm. Then they'll write the next test, and 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 it just kind of cascades. So the whole team, no matter how many people are, are involved, everybody remains engaged because they know they're going to be up next. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, yeah, I'm going to be the next one. I'm going to be the next poor schlub writing the code. You know, and but it, but it's cool because you keep engaged. You, you know what's going on. And you, you don't, you don't get bored because you know that you're, you're taking in the knowledge and you know that you're going to be the next one to put, put something out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think the coolest part of coming into this as a .NET guy who's learning Ruby and, you know, with, with very experienced Ruby guys mentoring us, um, we are learning completely new ways to develop. Um, things we never would have thought about in .NET, you know, with metaprogramming and all this other crazy stuff that, you know, oh yeah, it's going to take me six lines of code to write this. And, you know, David Brady goes, there, that did the same thing you were going to do. And like, really? What? 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 Explain this. I don't understand it. Then he goes through the explanation, you know, and, uh, it's like, wow, okay, now I got to start thinking this way because this way is so much more efficient than what I was doing. And, um, you know, and then there's times where we go in and go like, okay, here's the dot way to not dot net way of doing it. And okay, th- th- that actually works out well. Um, you know, we get yelled at a lot for putting parentheses on things, but, you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's the world we came from, you know? Right. So, right. So any other, um, any, any tips that you've, you've picked up that would be, you know, good to know for other people that are working remotely? Um, I think my biggest thing for working remotely is making that transition in. Um, the transition from, you know, working in an office to working remotely can be hard. Um, it was, it was hard for me primarily because the tools were not what I was hoping for. Um, but going from a, a, an area where you, it's highly social, even in a, you know, in a developer community, you know, you, we're, not, we're not the most social guys, but really we are. Um, we flock with our own kind of, you know, our, our, our bone, our birds of our own feather. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leaving that and, and going to a place where you're kind of isolated, um, it, it, it kind of makes it hard to focus a little bit at the beginning. Um, you have because you're retraining how you're working. And, and it's starting new. It's, 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 it really is. It's doing something completely new and doing on a consistent basis and learning to stay focused whenever nobody's looking over your shoulder. Um, and it takes that mindset like, okay, I'm, I'm working. Uh, for me, I have an office in my house. The door is closed. Mm -hmm. Um, my kids have learned. They didn't know, they didn't realize it at first, but my kids have learned you don't come into daddy's office while he's working. Um, my wife hasn't learned that yet, <laughs> but my kids have. 
uh, for the most part. Um, so there, there gotta be something going on before my kids will come into the office anymore. Okay. Um, my wife will come in to pick something off the printer. Mm-hmm, right. She's not a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but that's the hardest thing is like, okay, just because I'm here, I'm not, doesn't mean I'm, I'm here. I'm here, but I'm working. And whenever I'm working, I'm, I'm, unless it's an emergency, I'm, I'm really not here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whenever I come down for lunch, we can play. Um, whenever I get off work, we can play. But in, but in between those times, I'm not here. And the right. funniest part was down at DevLink, you know, you know, my whole family's holed up in, you know, a one room hotel room. And I would get on my laptop at night just to work on some, you know, Ruby cones or something. And, um, my, my youngest son would come up to me and go, Daddy, are you working? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not working. I, I'm, I'm, if I'm working, I'm in the office while I'm here, but no, I'm not working. And five minutes later, Daddy, are you working? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really, his mindset has changed. Like if Daddy's on the computer, Daddy's working. It's really sunk in. <laughs> yeah, so it's really sunk in. And he was the biggest violator of the the door rule because he would come in every morning and you know, usually when we were doing our stand up and jump up on my lap and start waving at the guys on the other end of the line. It's like, yeah, dude, you can't really do that. I'm I'm working. And he finally got it in his head, and it's been a long time since he's wandered into my office. But, um, but it's, it's funny because you know, his mentality of what Daddy is doing when he's on the computer has changed mm-hmm. um, from what it used to be. Because used to be, I would come home from work, I would jump on the computer for fun. Right, right. You know, I don't do that anymore because I'm, you know, I don't jump on the computer for fun. Yeah, I'm here with my kids. I want to spend time with my kids. And eventually, whenever all this other stuff sets in, you know, I have every intention of getting back into side projects and doing some open source stuff. But right now, I'm just enjoying my kids, man. Yeah. I'm just enjoying my kids. Oh yeah. No, I hear I hear that. That's fantastic. All right, well, Sean. Um, before I let you go, where can people find out more about you online? Uh, my website is seanyutsi.com. That's S H A U N E U T S E Y. Dot com. Uh, <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is at Sean Yitzi. Mm-hmm. It's spelled the same way. Um, and those are probably the two best ways to get to get to get to me. I have Facebook, but really I don't do anything with it anymore. It's more so I can hear what other people are saying. Um, so there's nothing useful there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Twitter and um, it, Twitter and my website are the the easiest ways to get me. Okay. Well, Sean, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, Avdi. All right, that's our show today. And I, uh, as always, I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've gotten something from it. To uh, to subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews and articles about remote work, go to wideteams.com. Uh, you can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, and I always welcome reviews there. I am still seeking a sponsor or sponsors for this podcast to help uh, help me keep these interviews going up every week. If you or your company might be interested in sponsoring the show, please email me at contact at wideteams.com. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Bouquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wow, 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 wow